Welcome to Happy Talks with Dr. Alice and Donovan. Dr. Alice Fong is a holistic naturopathic doctor and founder of Amour de Soi Wellness. And Donovan Jensen is a software engineer and founder of HowToHappy.com. Together, they're out to cause more happiness in the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Talks. My name is Dr. Alice, and this is my awesome co-host, Donovan. And today, we are going to be talking about how are pleasure and happiness related? Uh, they might be interchangeable for some people, or they might be completely different things for others. So, Donovan, what is your initial take when it comes to pleasure and happiness? Yeah, so for me, the first thing that comes to mind is sort of pleasure generally is a little bit more of like a a visceral or a physical sort of feeling, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then for me, happiness falls a little bit more in to buckets that are like along the lines of more uh, either like logical or emotional. And it kind of depends on the definitions that you use as an individual. And I guess the reason that the, the way that I've just broken it down is like sort of murky is because people talk about happiness specifically in multiple ways. But now as I'm talking about it, pleasure too, right? Sometimes people sort of talk about it in ways that are a little bit mixed because you can, you can have something like a uh, massage that mm -hmm. is like, I would guess most people find pleasurable if it's if it's a good one. Yeah, um, that's true. But there's also other things that like other turns of phrase like uh, like it, it gives me great pleasure to introduce this person. Mm -hmm. So the mm -hmm. more I think about it, the more like the the way it is actually that both words are used can be a little bit murky. But I do think there is a distinction, even if I haven't been able to articulate like. Mm -hmm that line well at this moment. Um, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with your initial tick that like the first thoughts that come into mind when I hear pleasure are more physical sensations. Like it could be sight or touch or smell or um, I mean, usually I think, I mean, the first thing that popped in my head was sexuality, essentially pleasure, sex, intimacy, kind of fall in that bucket but then I was also thinking of like food <laughs> food the experience of tasting food is very pleasurable and I I don't know I I think there's some foods I'd say make me happy but then there's others that are like a pleasurable mm. experience aim almost not necessarily like a sexual experience but almost like that oh yeah pleasurable <laughs> like like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can really distinguish, um, or how I'm going to describe this really, but yeah, that's my initial take. <laughs> yeah. It brings me back to, to sort of like, it, it's, I'm still kind of hung up on the phrasing piece of it, right. Where like you right. ask people. So for example, since I just traveled, they ask you if you're traveling for business or pleasure. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, it'd be a little bit weird to ask if you're traveling, like, for work or for like physically pleasant sensation you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah we, we have to have that's a good the, point <laughs> the definition is probably a little bit broader but but still like you don't ask you don't ask people you ask people you might ask people if they're happy but you wouldn't ask them like do you have pleasure or like do you experience but like that's mm -hmm. a weird mm -hmm. a weird question to try to like figure out how someone feels Right. So 
I'm still trying to. I I think pleasure might be something more along the lines of the ex what like the desirability of an experience itself. Mm-hmm. So by that I mean like mm-hmm. how nice something is or feels or whatever else. And I almost feel like happiness is more of your relationship or your evaluation or the way that you like interpret those events or things that are happening to you Mm -hmm. um getting into territory i haven't thought about a lot and feels more and more nuanced as i talk about it but (laughs) it seems like pleasure is like more like because you can have things that that were pleasurable that you don't take happiness in which is kind of interesting when i started thinking about that but like for example you know a lot of those things a lot of those same things um there are certain foods that provide pleasure for Mm -hmm. like the the moments they're in my mouth but Mm -hmm. i'm unhappy with myself for having eaten them or like if it's an excess right those sorts of things so i as i talk about it more i feel like for me it's it's more of like a there's sort of this distinction between the the quality of the experience itself or like the desirability of of um the individual sort of like experiences or ideas or whatever else and for happiness something more along the lines of like how i interpret or interact with or perceive and process those events in a broader scope as opposed to just simply like the the baseline quality of the experience yeah no I kind of agree with that line of logic that makes sense yeah and I I think I was just thinking of how pleasurable is sort of more experiential but at the same time, happiness can be too. And then I was also thinking happiness is more like your mood and your attitude. But then people could say they're in a pleasant mood. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is this is really getting harder to tease out because um, they they can overlap in a lot of respect. Yeah, I will say I think uh, for for me at least, and you, we can see how this lands for you. But yeah. for me, at least, happiness is definitely a broader term or word, yeah. right? There are more things that fall under the umbrella of yeah. happiness. And I feel like um, pleasure is sort of one of the components that I guess it's not necessary for happiness. You can actually have a very unpleasant life and still find a way to be happy. However, it is much, much easier to be happy, I think, for the vast majority of people if they are experiencing pleasure in in some form or to some degree on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think when you were going back to what you were saying before about being asked if this trip is for business or pleasure, uh, I guess the other interchangeable word that can go with pleasure is in that context is leisure. (laughs) Um in that sense cuz yeah it would be very odd for someone who's like checking you in or um at the airport to say are you traveling for business or for your own personal happiness or something <laughs> which i mean you could still be traveling and you could still be happy even if it is related to business um but leisure pleasure kind of is a different ballpark and maybe that's one of the big pieces that's missing in mm-hmm. um between happiness and and pleasure right is the is 
happiness to me at least seems to carry with it the weight of having a sense of like purpose or connectedness to mm. things mm-hmm. whereas pleasure doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. right like I feel like I could do a lot of things that are very pleasurable but then on reflection be like well the experiences were valuable I guess in in what they were but not in any broader context massage I'll go back to for example right like getting a massage is nice and feels nice Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily provide any sense of purpose or connectedness Mm -hmm. Um, I guess like you could really work hard to create an example where it does but you know I, I I guess I wouldn't be able to look back on okay here are the things that I did with my life I just got massages and like ate really good food Mm -hmm. and I I never really like connected with anyone or had any relationships or worked on any like projects that that I Mm -hmm. found valuable or I never pushed forward on any skills for myself or anything like that and I I feel like at least for me one of the big things that happiness encompasses is having some sort of purpose or sense of um doing something with meaning I guess meaning is another word Mm -hmm. whereas pleasure um for me, at least in, in, in my definitions and most of the ways I've seen it, it's not often related to that. Now, I will also say that some people get pleasure in doing things that are meaningful, but mm-hmm. it's not the pleasure itself that provides any sort of like value or purpose. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. I can see where you're coming from. Although my initial thought was when you're using massage as an example, with regards to like meaning and purpose I was like well I mean for me the purpose is (laughs) self-care and taking time to relax and have some downtime and take care of me for a change given that I'm always taking care of other people but I I I get where you're you were going with like the, the greater purpose of of it um having like connectedness and meaning and driving my life forward I mean technically again by giving myself a moment to rest and recover is a way to propel me forward um but it's not like the the grand scheme of things in my life I guess yeah Hmm. yeah and I I do agree with what you're saying in the sense of and I I probably didn't describe it or make it nuanced enough but yeah I don't think it's Mm -hmm to do things that that are pleasurable right and like like you said like many of them provide the space that you need to recover from doing work or like allow yourself to be centered and grounded and whatever else but yeah I guess it was more like this angle of uh you know for me at least like if that's the only thing I was doing like if I was only doing things that were pleasurable for the sake of being pleasurable for the sake of like Mm -hmm. being balanced and centered or relaxed or whatever else then yeah. there would still be this other part missing where I don't feel like I could have like fully develop my happiness just mm-hmm. focusing on sort of those like pleasurable aspects. I don't know if that lands any better. No, it, but... it, it does. Um, yeah, kind of where I was kind of going in my mind with that. Like, I think people can seek out pleasurable acti- activities because they feel good, but that doesn't necessarily make you happy ultimately. Um, like, you know, someone can go have sex every day or go get a massage every day and they could still be deeply unhappy because maybe they're not having those other elements of like, even if they're having sex every day, maybe they're not actually like emotionally or intimately connecting. They're just 
going through the motions of the physical activity or or if they're eating their favorite food every day, that's super pleasurable. Getting a massage every day, that's super pleasurable. But there's not that bigger thing driving them that's leading to happiness on a on a greater scale kind of a thing. It, it's like temporary in the moment. It might give you like some happiness, but like once it's out, are you are you still happy or not? Maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee it. Well, I think it's one of the most common, or at least from what I've seen in my life, traps that people sort of fall into, right? Like they're missing sort of this other connectedness piece or mm-hmm. or don't have the right tools or mindsets to be able to feel happy outside of pleasurable circumstances. And that sort of tricks them into thinking like, okay, well, if I just chase more of this, mm-hmm. Right. Then I'll be happy more often, which in which in sort of one sense is technically true in, in the sense of like if you are um you know following these things all the time, like mm-hmm. yeah, a higher percent of the time your brain will be occupied by things that it finds enjoyable, but there are ways to increase your happiness that are outside of mm-hmm. sort of focusing on things that are going to be pleasurable, and there's a lot more mileage to be made up there just because Mm -hmm. if you or often many of these pleasurable activities have potential downsides or like if you overindulge in them you hit a point of diminishing returns like Mm -hmm. i'll just stick with my same example of getting a massage like one of the reasons that it's so nice is Mm -hmm. because it is something that i only have every once in a while Mm -hmm. i definitely feel like if i had one or like three every day, it would start to lose <laughs> some of the appeal. Like it would start to lose some of the the True. benefit. I could be wrong. Could just be like, I, wow, <laughs> I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. This is incredible. Uh, but there are other ones that are the the line is a little bit more clear. Like like eating, yeah. right? Like a yeah. lot of people. I've actually been in this boat multiple times in my life at different points where just like I just keep eating because like I feel nice when I eat. Like this stuff is good, yeah. right? But it doesn't resolve any of those root problems um, mm-hmm. around sort of this like lingering unhappiness that shows up whenever the pleasurable activities sort of fade out. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. The other thing that kind of popped into my head when we were thinking about pleasure is uh, like, I almost think of like a dopamine hit, <laughs> like things that would give you a dopamine hit, like sex or a massage or certain foods particularly like I, the food I thought of was Oreos because they have tested that on rodents and it raises their dopamine levels almost to the same degree as crack does actually mm-hmm. crack could be a pleasurable thing but is that necessarily good for you not really when you think of like the grand theme of things if you're eating Oreos all day every day um yeah that's gonna lead to negative health consequences ultimately even though it's giving you that initial dopamine hit, you have to eventually deal with the other consequences that might actually lead to depression or other issues because of like weight gain and then being self-conscious, feeling like shameful, those types of emotions could come up from that. Yeah, definitely. Like the, the majority of those things are not able to produce long lasting happiness in any reliable way. Now, at the same time, like Mm -hmm. 
I, I like I mentioned before, I feel like it's almost impossible to have uh, not almost impossible, very, very difficult to stay happy if you don't have any pleasure in your life, right? Like if you're just what, let's say you're working 90 hours every week to provide for your family, like that's a very purposeful, mm-hmm. meaningful activity. Like it covers that bucket well. And that's how I think um, a number of people who have to do that sort of thing to survive and have their family survive are able to do it. Right. But at the same time, it's also not often a life that's super happy either because the the number of instances of pleasurable activities is so low right. that it can be hard when, you know, you sort of have quiet moments of reflection to look at your life and think like, oh, this is I'm like the happiest I could be. So and anyway, that's why I keep going back to sort of like happiness seems to be a little bit more of a, a reflective state or at least for like the way that I think about it is. I only ever tend to think about or worry about my happiness if I'm reflecting, right? Like if I'm happy in the moment, I'm usually so consumed doing whatever the thing is that I'm not actually thinking about whether or not I'm happy. Um, And I feel like from my experience and what I've seen um, from other people I know is like often people are most unhappy when they are slowed down from everything and thinking about things as opposed to, um, you know, like they're in the middle of doing something that's taking their attention. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. The other avenue that I'd like to explore with you that I just thought of is like pleasure has also, it can go either way. Like pleasure is a good thing, but then there's the guilty pleasures. Like, ooh, it feels good, but you know, it's bad for you. Like the Oreos or other things potentially. Um, versus happiness I'm like nobody says guilty happiness <laughs> like that would be interesting but um I'm I'm curious what your take is on like guilty pleasures <laughs> uh, I think it is sort of in the same bucket of this trap that I talked about earlier that people commonly fall into of just chasing pleasure yeah. now when you say guilty pleasure like it's you have more understanding of the relationship I think right, right. as yeah. opposed to actually being fully Mm -hmm. stuck in whatever the trap is of like oh i'm just gonna keep eating or chase these drugs or whatever else yeah you you have awareness of like this is potentially a trap like Mm -hmm. i'm sure you have done this and i have done this many times where i'm watching something trashy on on netflix (laughs) or whatever else and then it's the weekend and i look up and i'm like it's 3 p.m like what did i do today i didn't do (laughs) anything today and the day's more than half over yeah. Uh, or even later if I've really not done too. things correctly. <laughs> but, you know, in some sense, it must have been pleasurable because otherwise mm-hmm. I wouldn't be drawn in enough to keep doing it. Like if it was very unpleasant and misaligned with my larger goals, it'd be mm-hmm. very easy, very, very easy to be like, okay, I'm just going to stop watching this and do something else. Yeah. Um. But I think those guilty pleasures, a lot of them fall into that sort of bucket of like, this provides a lot of pleasure, but if I think about it in the context of my greater goals, mm-hmm. it's not the way that I should be using right. my time or acting or whatever else. So I think as long as there's some balance there around like, mm-hmm. yes, Oreos are my guilty pleasure. I have two every couple of days or whatever. Yeah. Like that seems reasonable, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's just the, the more mm-hmm. um, mindful version of sort of getting stuck in that trap. Yeah, totally. I think it comes down to the frequency of it and that, you know, 
it's I think it's actually okay to engage in some guilty pleasures on in moderation <laughs> being the key word not like every day all day long um can get out of hand so eating the Oreos if you can actually do that just eat two <laughs> stop that's impressive for one um and sometimes that sometimes I can't maybe not with the Oreos it depends on how many are in the house but like I can actually eat like two pieces of chocolate and stop and be like okay my urge is satisfied I'm gonna eat healthy for the rest of the day and then um go about it versus like yeah if I eat chocolate too long every day that could lead to to some problems so um I think it's not necessarily you should feel bad about eating the food it's more about like how often or how frequently or how much are you doing that guilty pleasure? Because I think it's like, ooh, it's okay with in in small quantities or small doses, but you know, just kind of having that mindfulness and deciding what's what's the appropriate amount. So you can have the pleasure, but also still have the balance of the happiness or the bigger goals that you're seeking out of life. Yeah, I I think you mentioned this too, but um I personally have found out how important it is to not go the other direction as well, which is to never allow myself any of those things that could potentially Mm -hmm. fall in those buckets. I think that's how I worked my way into um, panic attacks and stuff is because Mm -hmm. in the name of trying to be more efficient or to be like more in service of some of these bigger goals, I lost sight of balance of things. Mm -hmm. And so on the other end of it, I would have, you know, these guilty pleasure things that I would never let myself do never Mm -hmm. like it would be like no i'm not going to do this i'm just going to work or i'm not going to do this or whatever else and in the in the same way i was talking earlier about like yeah you can probably work like 80 90 hour weeks to support your family if you have to but Mm -hmm. it's not going to be it's very unlikely to be an awesome or like happy life um same sort of thing like it's 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 a little it's probably a little um non-satisfactory to keep hearing this but it is about balance. It's about finding sort of ways to introduce some pleasure mm-hmm. and actually, uh, this is redundant, but like take pleasure in the pleasures. Yeah, totally. Without going so far that you um, have other negative consequences or whatever else. It's 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 right. just about like this mindful balance of, mm-hmm. cool, some of these things sometimes are nice, mm-hmm. but also I don't want to push them so far that I start facing other negative consequences. And yeah. also, I don't want my life to be so derived of pleasure that I can't actually um, enjoy it, you know, to some degree or another, because I'm so in, in the service of purpose or larger goals or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I kind of almost want to remove the the word guilty from pleasure um, mm-hmm. because it, it brings about this idea of it's like it's bad, it's wrong shouldn't be doing it these guilty pleasures but it's like well no it's just more you know have it on occasion moderation um but in balance and um of those greater goals and purposes and i think that's the key word today is balance between the two yeah yeah on on another note those guilty pleasures i feel like often have like a social component right they're often things that like people don't want to necessarily tell other people that they do all the time or enjoy or whatever else, which is 
a whole interesting and maybe too long for today separate separate topic but <laughs> yeah um I definitely, you know, whenever I hear people saying that phrase specifically, like this is my guilty pleasure, usually the thing that follows is something that they are nervous they will face negative sort of like social repercussions for of like, oh my God, you your guilty pleasure is watching this show or this or you know, eating this thing all or whatever else. Um yeah. so I do think that factors into it too. Yeah. Yeah, I think and I'm interested to hear what your take is, but I kind of associate like certain pleasures if you do overdo it like it can have like addictive qualities to it like whether that's a binging on Netflix or the Oreos again or sex or those other guilty pleasures of like you're you're overdoing it you're so hooked on like that um dopamine high that it provides that it's that that's where it leads to more of the shame versus um, and, and maybe for some people it's harder to control. It depends on each person's personality type. Maybe people have more addictive, although some things are designed to be addictive, like Netflix, <laughs> definitely. They just keep rolling into the next episode. And until like at a certain point, it's like, are you still watching? <laughs> and then it makes you feel guilty for <laughs> watching for so many hours. <laughs> but, um, but versus like happiness i'm like what is that addictive i i don't i don't see that association as deeply yeah no i don't i i think because pleasure is more what more directly wired into your brain it's a much easier trap to fall into now i will say with happiness stuff some of it is a little more hard one right because you can't do something like um, just ingest something and get a bunch of dopamine. Like yeah. there's not really an equivalent for happiness in sort of this like broader sense. But I will say there are definitely things that I've learned or worked on yeah. that are addictive in the sense that once I've figured them out or like mindsets or whatever else, like once I have a grasp on them, mm-hmm. I don't have any uh what desire to like go mm-hmm. backwards or any it doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Yeah. But just for example, seeing how much happier I am, for example, when I give people the benefit of the doubt on stuff, right? Like we've talked about this many times, like getting cut off in traffic, whatever, like the yeah. amount of happiness that I have gained from being able to be like, I don't know what's going on in their life and I don't know what they're doing today. And like, there's a million reasons that that could have happened. And like, maybe that could be anyway, mm-hmm. those tools and things as I've developed them, like it's addictive. They're addictive in the sense that I would never want to go back to thinking the way that I did before because I got so much unnecessary pain mm-hmm. that I can just completely skip and avoid. So it's definitely not addictive in the same way. Yeah. But um, it's definitely not something that I'm tempted to go back on, right? It's more mm-hmm. like, oh, I catch myself not doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Immediately, I'm going to try to like use one of these other tools to get myself back into a better place. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking of activities that like bring happiness and balance to my life. And I'm like, I I definitely don't think I'm addicted to it because it's easy for me to fall off the way. I was like, meditation, exercise. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I mean, do I get a high from it? Maybe a little bit of adrenaline high from exercise, but it's like, it's almost like part of my routine and patterns to create balance and it's like 
I can easily say no to a workout. I have to like mentally like get myself in the right mindset to to go and be consistent. So yeah, it's a different kind of thing, I think. Well, I think the the other part of the factors in there is most of those things that are in that sort of like good for you, mm -hmm. um, but like sort of pleasurable bucket are, they're also effortful, right? Like yeah, eating effortful. a sandwich is not effortful. Watching Netflix <laughs> is not effortful. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not hard. Yeah. So you never have to fight with yourself around like, do I want to produce the effort to do right. this? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of the biggest differences is just, mm -hmm. you know, like, because I, I do think, I mean, I guess I don't know, but I feel like doing things like exercising or meditating can provide dopamine, but oh yeah, it's effort. So effort. <laughs> I think that's the big difference. Right. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, I think we covered this topic pretty well. Was there any final thoughts before we wrap up? Nope. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in this week. We appreciate you. And if you appreciate us, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and help spread the happiness in the world. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Happy Talks with Dr. Allison Donovan. We hope you got something of value to help bring a little more happiness into your life. What lesson or takeaway did you get from today's episode? For more tips and tools, be sure to check out my website at dralicefong.com and you can find me on my social media handles at dralicefong. You can find me at howtohappy.com and follow me on my social media handles at howtohappy. Catch, Catch you next, you next time. time.